reach for the sky, boy. Let me break this down for y'all. I've been thinking about this, man. This shit been sitting kind of heavy on me. Like, for real, man, I've been thinking about this shit. I don't know, y'all mad at us? Is y'all mad? I mean, is it? I don't know. I dropped the big man on his big-ass pumpkin and got the drinking. It's simple. It ain't rocket science. It ain't even out. It's basic mathematics, man. One plus one is two. The grass is green, the sky is blue. Jay Briscoe is the world champion. I was getting excited, Tinker was getting excited. And Mike Clay Bush, you a smart man, because you knew I was going to get excited. And you know Jay Briscoe's weakness is a fine hunting with a bad ass. This pro wrestling right here, man, this pro wrestling's in our soul. This is what we was created to do, man. Y'all know how we get down. Don't watch them boys taste. Y'all know how we get down, man. There's no DQ taste. We get ready to go fuck wild that bitch. Y'all seen that? Fuck wild out that bitch. You heard me? We don't dance. You know what I mean? And them boys is back up in this bitch. We'll come after 12. Hey, 13 all day long. You heard it, man? 13 times. 13 times, bitches. We're doing a very special episode of Three Sweet Me Bro today. Obviously, the passing of Jay Briscoe has sent shockwaves throughout the wrestling world. There's other news to cover, but of course, we needed to first and foremost address the loss of Jamin Pugh, better known as Jay Briscoe, current reigning Ring of Honor tag team champion. I wish we were we had uh, some happier clickbait news. Obviously, the passing of Jamin Pugh, Jay Briscoe. Um, man, I I'm just so shocked and saddened. The whole event itself is just a, a tragic, tragic loss. And uh, you know, our, our hearts and obviously thoughts go out to the Pugh family during this incredibly difficult time. Um, he, he will definitely be missed. He was one of a kind. Uh, he was such a phenomenal tag team wrestler. He was a phenomenal singles wrestler. And most importantly, from everything that I've been reading, he was a phenomenal human being. He was a great dad to his uh, kids. Um, I can't get over, um, I get hung up on age a lot, obviously, uh, poke fun at Jim, (laughs) but, uh, in all seriousness, uh, 38 is way too goddamn young. I am 38 and, uh, I'm getting a little choked up here myself. Um, it's just crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. His brother, which I actually thought they were twins. Um, they're, they're both 38, but I, I guess they're Irish twins, if you will. Um, it's just, man, guys, it is so insanely sad. Uh, I text you guys. I think I was the first one to text you guys just like, this isn't real. And I can't honestly tell, I can't honestly remember the last time, uh, Jim, we, we talked about it too, uh, in our text thread, the last time, a champion uh, uh, actually passed away while holding the belt. So um, I think I've, I've, I've said enough guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, man, uh, what a, what a tragic, tragic loss. Not only, I mean, it's funny a week ago we were talking about Adam Cole coming back to AEW and how one of the most touching points that he made was how many people said, you know, I, I don't care if you ever wrestle again. I just want you to be okay. And, and really honoring the man, uh, not just the the performer. And that's, that's, what's really hating me about Jay Briscoe's passing is he was a dad. 
and, yeah. and by all accounts, his kids were his world. And, and that's, what's really, that's, what's really hitting me hard is yes, we lost a phenomenal performer. We lost a guy who, who has done amazing things in professional wrestling, but um, those, those, those three little girls lost their, lost their world. They lost their biggest fan. And that's, what's the most heartbreaking to me. Um, you know, I, I, that was the worst part from the very beginning and it'll continue yeah. to be the worst part. Um, I, I really hope that the community comes together and continues to support his kids uh, through all of this, the way that the, the community came together to support Brody Lee's son uh, and Brody Lee's kids. I, I hope that, uh, the pro wrestling community doesn't forget uh, Jamin Pugh's daughters and that they still need that support network even after it's been a month, two months, three months. I think one of the worst, uh, the worst uh, telling of the news uh, and surprisingly, and I, I know it's like the silly world of professional wrestling and uh, was listening to Jim Cornette talk about him. And I was actually like really like getting really, really choked up and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just how he was just going through the telling of the, you know, everything that they knew would happen. And, uh, it was, it's just really tough. I mean, he touched a lot of people and, uh, I, 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 I think this may be an, uh, an interesting transition, uh, to, to throw Mike's way, but I was extremely, extremely disappointed by TNT, the Warner brothers company or whatever they are. Uh, deciding not to air any kind of tribute to him um, over something that he was extremely apologetic about for the last 10 years. There have been, um, obviously, if anybody doesn't know, he said some unfortunate um, and maybe miseducated uh, statements about homosexuality that he, I mean, immediately ate his words the, the minute he was doing it. He's been, he spent the last 10 years trying to apologize um, there is, uh, gay wrestlers who have come out and have said that like, Hey, me and me and, you know, Jay Briscoe were tight. He never said any of that stuff to me. And he was very apologetic. I know, um, Effie was another one who was like, he just showered me with love and he was just such a good dude. Um, but yeah, I find it extremely disappointing that, uh, Khan, I mean, I hope Khan fought as hard as he could to get a, a tribute, but, um, we have the Warner brothers who have no problem. Um, and I, I will, will, will specifically call Warner Brothers out, um, having Ezra Miller as their front runner for the Flash. And that dude has gone through the ringer as far as mental health, um, sexual assault allegations. He at one point tried to start a, a cult, I think. And they're like, oh, yeah, hey, we're on board with this guy. And yet somebody who's been eating an apology for the last 10 years can't even get a smidgen of TV time. I, I thought that was an extremely disrespectful. And uh, if there's, if there is a lesson to be learned about this and, and I hope, um, I hope that this isn't the case, but man, um, if you're texting and driving, put it down. Your, your life is uh, your life. The, the person on the road with you, their life is far more important than a missed text or a missed phone call. Just, put the goddamn phone down and, and hopefully that wasn't the case, but I've been hearing, you know, rumors that it, the person was on their phone and, and swerved into the, the wrong lane. So, uh, Mike, you know, what, do, what do you think about the, the tribute show, man, since you're a big AEW guy? Yeah, that boy, oh boy, that was, it was really disappointing, um, to hear, but, um, it, kudos to Tony Khan for, I, I think I could even see Warner saying, you're not going to do anything. And Tony Khan saying, no, I'm no, like, I'm going to put my foot down. We're going to do something. And they've said that this is supposed to air, I think, later this year on uh, um, the Honor Network, which I'll I'll gladly join that to see to see it. Um, You know, I I heard it was it was a really it was very touching um, a little quick tribute, really what they could uh, for Jay. And just to touch on something Tom had said, um, you know, Jay not only was very apologetic, um, he also, I believe, for three, two to three Ring of Honor shows donated his entire salary to um, uh, different charities and educational funds and whatnot. And and yeah, I, I again, just really disappointed uh, enough. I Yeah, I think it's enough said there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, this was a, this was a tough one. Um, 
uh, I, I don't get too attached to, I know I, I love wrestling and I, I talk about it and, and yeah, some of these guys, I, I don't want to say attached, but you know, have, have, I have, you know, deep, um, uh, just good memories of, um, you know, I got, I remember, uh, I know it's taboo to bring up, but when Chris Benoit passed, like that hit me, I think all three of us were like, holy smokes, like, and obviously, you know, and then, you know, what came to light, unfortunately, and, and he's, Jay was one of these when Tom, when you sent that message, when you were like, I think it was, holy fuck, Jay Briscoe died. I was like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, that, wait, that's weird. That can't be. And like, then this, this, you know, it's like, oh my God, the dog collar curse, because everyone has also been comparing a lot of this to like Brody Lee and Brody Lee's last match was a dog collar. Oh yeah. 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 Um, you know, so people are like, wow, this is just really spooky. And I'm like, what is, wait, what is happening? And then finding out the car accident and this just, this just stunk because it just, I felt like here's a guy who made some, you know, very talented with his brother, very talented, made some mistakes like we all do has done has, has, and, and he did what a good person should do is, and he educates himself and donates and works his ass off. And man, you want to talk about loyalty? He stayed. They were, I think, on the first Ring of Honor show, and they were essentially on one of the last. Um, you know, they were so loyal to Ring of Honor, and just really, I felt like this series, um, which may come up uh, with FTR, was really. I think people were starting to go, okay, these Briscoes are. They've been overlooked for far too long, and it just really stinks that something like this happens and these wonderful children lose their father. Um, you know, I, I don't have kids myself yet, but, um, I have a brother and I have siblings and that broke my heart was that Mark lost is probably one of his best friend. Um, and that, that destroyed me. Um, not, and again, not, not to take anything away from those girls like that breaks my heart. No, I, I, Jim, I know your daughters. I know Tom, I know your daughters, obviously. And that is really, really heartbreaking. And I just looked at it from just a brother, you know, and, and it just, that's awful and so close and it just stinks. And I think what's, what's really been amazing is every like gimmicks are dropping and everyone is really just like, no, this guy was so good. And it's, he was not that he was a character and this was wrestling, but we need to look, I think we need to put that down and look at this man and who he, and all these things that are coming out about how devoted of a family man he was. And, always talked about his kids and his kids came first. And Jim, like you said, was very involved in the Delaware community, like not just his daughter's life, but the school. And it just, this guy, and people are like, no, you, okay, you really need to know who this guy was. And it just, that's, it's cool to see that the community and I like you, Jim, I really hope that the community just stays strong for that family. Cause they are going to need it for a while. And it just, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on it. And, but uh, yeah, to bring it back home, very disappointed in the fact that yeah. they didn't do a better tribute. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I was very impressed with the WWE. Um, oh yeah, I was just about to bring I that think, up. Uh, my, I believe, I, 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 again, I don't pay too much attention to it. So it was either NXT or on the on the main show. One of them said uh, Dem Boys, which I thought was really cool because that is, that's very significant to them and the independent wrestling scene. And then I think Michael Cole or someone acknowledged them as one of the best tag teams in the world. And that's absolutely the fucking truth. Um, and yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it was I, NXT, I thought, it was NXT Mike. And then on SmackDown, um, and actually no SmackDown and, uh, raw this last no, 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 no. Excuse me. Never mind. That's not true. It was SmackDown and NXT. Yeah. And I just, I, I kudos and that, that's all I'll say. And I just, but I thought, well done. Tip of the cap, WWE. Good for you for acknowledging it. And just shame on you, Warner, like really shame on you. I've gone back and forth with trying to justify it in my mind somehow, you know, trying to play devil's advocate. And uh, really what it comes down to is, Warner Brothers Discovery didn't want to have the difficult conversation uh, that that the man can change uh, and the man can show regret. And because, yeah, it's, it'd be real easy to dig up. He had a few homophobic tweets, you know, oh, yeah. uh, but they were decade. They were over a decade ago. And he's been very vocal about distancing himself from those ever since. And 
so again, it's just a matter of WBD not wanting to have a difficult conversation, but it's certainly a conversation that they could have had. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel it was, it was cowardly uh, on their part to oh, not yeah. want to take that on because the guy deserved it. They, they've been, the Briscoe's been saying for a while, you know, think about how big we'd be if we weren't banned from television. And, you know, even, even in death, even in death, he's still banned from TV. It's, you know, and look, as, as, as I have, I have kids who are in the LGBTQ community. I'm a big advocate for the LGBTQ plus community. You know, I, I have a fucking pride flag outside of my house. You know, nothing disgusts me more in this world than homophobia. But I also know that people can grow and, and, and he, he did, he walked it back. And as you referenced Effie, as well as several others who have come out and said, he never treated me with anything but kindness, uh, which really speaks more than his apology is how he actually behaved and how he carried himself. So I, again, cowardly move by Warner Brothers Discovery, very cowardly move. On Definitely a, a massive loss to the wrestling community. Um, and most importantly, uh, just a, a loss in, in, a, in a good in a good father. And uh, man, I, I I don't say this often, and I I, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I definitely you know uh, pray or well wishes or whatever for those kids' recovery. I know two of his girls were severely hurt, um, and um, anybody listening, I encourage you, I implore you to you know help the Pew family out. I know I've donated uh, I. I donated ten dollars. Uh, you know, anything helps in this case. So, uh, you know, uh, go look online. Uh, ways to help, and uh, you know, uh, Jay Briscoe, you will be missed, man. So, another major event that happened this week in the world of wrestling was uh, the second night of Wrestle Kingdom seventeen, and this thing was all about NJPW New Japan Pro Wrestling versus. Pro Wrestling Noah. Of course, the highlight of the night is the last match of the great Muda uh, taking on Naito. Uh, but the match that really stood out to me, uh, or at least the moment that stood out to me, was uh, Kazuchika Okada mollywopping, <laughs> dog walking, fucking humiliating Okada Jr., uh, who is the current pro wrestling noah world champion and he goes by the name of kato kiyomaya uh holy fuck uh it was brutal it was i it, look it was obviously a work shoot because right after the match uh kiyomaya challenges okada to a one-on-one -on -one match so this was yeah. you know it, you could tell by the way they were doing it it was clearly a work shoot but fuck is it brutal one of the things i love about the japanese strong style is is just how real it is, you know, because, <laughs> well, it is like, like Okada is clearly smacking the shit out of this kid. It's just that he's smacking the shit out of this kid with his permission. So it, it's kind of, it reminds me of how like my kids all the time are like, you know, look for, I was, I was watching matches earlier and, and somebody got color and my daughter says, you know, well, is that fake blood? I go, no, honey, that is that is very real blood. <laughs> she goes, but, but are they fake wrestling? And I'm like, well, first yeah. of all, we don't use that word in this house. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I said, no, it's it's wrestling. They're working together, but you could still get bloody. You can still mm -hmm. it can still happen. And and that's again, that's one of the things I love about Japanese strong style is that that realism, that blurring of the line there. And yeah, if you haven't watched Okada just taking the piss out of Kiyomaya, <laughs> fucking look it up. Uh Mike, you just watched it and we got to watch your reaction in real yeah, time. Beautiful. It, <laughs> I, it, wow. <laughs> I don't I mean kudos to this kid for He's like, fuck it, you know. I my here I am on the big show, Wrestle Kingdom. I might as well just kick Okada in the face, mm -hmm. and it's what I, I mean. It looks. I mean, Okada goes down, and I mean that's if you've ever been just booted or gotten a, you know, it didn't look like a, you know, he punted him, but it was a kick to the face, and if you you bump your nose, your eyes, it that is probably one of the most infuriating spots to get kicked at by, and then by this guy at Wrestle Kingdom. 
But when he rolls over and is like, I'm going to go kill this kid. Like you can just see <laughs> the rage. The fire and build up. He, he goes, no, I, Molly Womp I, is tame, I think. And he just keeps going. And <laughs> I was commenting kind of real time watching this. And I said, what? I said, I love, look at the young boys. They're doing nothing. And I, Jim, I think we're like, would you? And like, he looked like he was a bull out of control. It, again, I, I'm not doing it any justice. You need to see it. It mm-hmm. was, uh, very Tom, we had kind of texted about this and and admittedly, as you know, uh, Jim just said, I just watched it now. But seeing it, Tom had mentioned something about this is very reminiscent of uh, Kenta and Eddie Edwards, where oh Eddie God. took the liberty of kicking Kenta just a wee bit too hard. <laughs> and or no, I don't think he, he like drop kicked him or something or did something to him. And it's a it's a must see clip. And it's quite hysterical to watch Kenta if, humble if Eddie I Edwards very quickly. I, I believe Eddie Edwards kicked him off the the uh, the apron, and then his both Kenta's partner and him found like grabbed his legs and pulled him out of the ring, and just proceeded to just beat the living piss out of Eddie Edwards. And it was just like, he, they, all right, well, he don't get don't get stiff with uh, Kenta because you'll find out what happens real quick. Who amongst us hasn't wanted him. to kick the shit out of Eddie Edwards? Though? Oh, let's be fair. Right here. Let's be fair. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of too and, and and i'm surprised and i hope this might be a, a spotlighted wrestler of when stan hansen went completely apeshit and what what was he yelling to the crowd he's like nobody potatoes me and <laughs> I, I describe it to to my friends as if you watch um like God's you pissed off Godzilla and he's just terrorizing all of all of japan it, that's exactly what it reminded me of like even the refs were like no, I'm not. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's, it's which, a, that's a good one. Which is really funny uh, that you brought up the, the you know, like when people say, and well, not when people, when your daughter was like, is this fake? Anytime anybody ever says like, oh, is wrestling fake? I always show them Shibata versus Okada. And I'm like, does yeah. that look fake? Because it ain't. Yep. I mean, he, oh, God, talk about a brutal match. But yeah, we could go on for that, mm-hmm. on, on with that forever. But yeah, it was a, it was a, <laughs> just like a I wish you could insert that that it was at this moment he knew he fucked up like <laughs> like like Mike said when he bends down he like wipes the blood and he's just like uh, and he just you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like well Okada's just taking liberties here all right well I mean look he he's he's the rainmaker Right, he's the one who makes it rain the money, yes. and his face is the money maker. And this fucking punk yeah. just kicked him in the money maker. I get it. Look, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I, <laughs> well, I not even just no. not even just the money maker part, because I mean, you're absolutely like he is huge over there, and obviously the face of New Japan. But it's fucking Okada as well. Like you don't just wind up and pun Okada mm-hmm. in the face no, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. without also probably going to get your fucking ass kicked, which he did. So it's just, it's funny. It's just really funny that he's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I know Tom, that I, I would think you're pulling from Dave Chappelle, but when he's like, uh, it's not the, uh, it's not the, when he fucked up, but he was, when he's talking about, he's doing the joke about, Ray Lewis and the whole thing and he's like if he could tell him in the elevator or whatever and he's like my one piece of advice wouldn't be I think you should punch her in the face and I could just see someone like I don't know why this that popped into my head with this guy and I could see this guy's inner monologue like I'm gonna kick him in the face like no like like, like you knew he was like I'm gonna kick him in the face and it's like don't uh, uh, I, I like really recommend not doing that yeah. Yeah, at, at some point he was like talking to his his tag team partner and was like Hey, look, I'm just going to go for it. And he's like, mm, bro, no, 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 no. You might want to rethink that. No, no, come back. <laughs> Think of your kids. Think of your kids. It's so great. It, oh, it, was, sorry. it was wonderful. I love Japanese strong style, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it's phenomenal. Well, then did you see, I don't know if you've seen the whole clip, like uh, Jim, it, well, if you've seen the whole Matt, cause like right after mm-hmm. it looks like, he comes and drop kicks Okada in the face and yeah, then German him. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on with this kid? Yep. Well, and again, it, it was definitely a work shoot, right? It was it oh, was yeah. definitely to build, but 
I get the feeling that in that strong style, sometimes a guy can get a little too in the moment. And I, I think bit. I think that's what it is. Is I think I think there was supposed to be some build there, and and the kid was like, "Fuck it, this is my chance." And <laughs> I <hate> the moment. <laughs> kind of reminding him, "Look, little man, <laughs> just because you just because you look like me doesn't mean you can hang with me." And uh, so I, I mean. I, Look, it did its job. I would love to see that match. I'm going to mm-hmm. really be looking forward to a one-on-one between those two. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, they did their job, but yeah, it was, uh, who yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> crossing, crossing that bridge Please. to do the job was just, oof. oh, oh, no. <laughs> so, Mike, I know you're not up on the WWE news as of late, but uh, the, the rumor going around is that, uh, at Raw 30, they changed the the bloodline ceremony to the trial of Sami Zayn, uh, only because <laughs> rumor has it that The Rock isn't able to do WrestleMania because he's not in wrestling condition, which is insane. Because if you've seen Black Adam, he is ginormous in that movie, and it looks like he's in perfectly fine shape. So uh, I want to touch on this a little bit. What do you guys think? Work shoot? Are, are we getting? More story? Are we getting just uh, the end of of this rock? Jim, just really quick. I guess if both of you could just catch me up a little bit. So yeah, I mean the speculate it's and it's purely speculative, but the speculation has been for a while that WrestleMania was going to have Rock versus Roman Reigns, and they they had announced a while ago that at at Raw thirty they were going to have the the. Uh, special ceremony of recognizing Roman Reigns, you know, acknowledging the the tribal chief. And so that obviously was, was the speculation that there was going to have some, maybe not the rock, but something was going to happen during that ceremony that would lead to the, that. uh, And then, uh, yeah, they just very suddenly after SmackDown on Friday announced, Oh, instead it's going to be the trial of Sami Zayn. And yeah, you also then see reports that the rock says he doesn't feel like he can get in quote, in wrestling shape uh, by April, which is fucking absurd. There's no way in hell that's a real excuse. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, it it's all very suspect. I personally, you asked the question, Tom, is this work as a shoot? I think, I think this is absolutely rock saying, I don't, he's pulling a Stephanie McMahon. This is yeah. rock saying, Nope. Don't want to be a part of this shit show and I'm fucking checking out of this. Uh, That's that's my personal theory on it, because it not in wrestling shape, bro. First of all, it's not going to be a real match. It's you versus Roman Reigns. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be let's punch each other a lot. That's that's the entirety of the fucking match. So what kind of shape do you need? Your cardio is not up. You're the fucking rock. You do a three hour workout on Instagram every day. How the fuck is your cardio not ready for WrestleMania? You know, so I, I just I, it just all yeah. screams horse shit to me. <laughs> totally agree. I, I, I've heard there's been rumors of him possibly throwing his hat in to the WWE buying. Um, who knows if that's going to happen? But yeah, I, I was. He does through. not have that much. I know the Rock's he, popular. He, he, if he can, he have if that he much can get money. someone to back with him, he can get partners. A partner, right, one hundred percent. I I could totally see it. Plus, the dude. I mean, let's face it. His movies are fucking terrible, but they they bring in money. People love the dude, and and so I could I could see it as a potential. Do I? You know, think it's going to happen? No, because he's got the XFL to worry about and all that now. Um, no, I, I agree, Jim. I, I think it's him being like, oh, oh, this group that nobody wants to deal with, the Saudis? No, thank you. I've got other things to do. I've got, oh, look, Black Adam 2 to make. And, you know, people are going to be like, no, you don't. And he's like, well, see you later. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, if anything, I there's, there's heavy rumors about, um, uh, I believe, with Jacob Fatu coming in. As uh, him and um, Solo are going to be like, I've just recently read this before I hopped on. Um, it's like the Samoan hit hit squad or something like that. Have you, Jim? Did you hear about that? 
Well, that's a throwback, right? Oh, that's that's really? a throwback. Is oh. yeah, that's that that was a team that Samu was in was the Simone oh. Hit Squad. In fact, the yep. Simone Hit Squad used to be managed by a young man named Paul E. Dangerously. Oh. So there's an extra connection there, uh, and yeah, so yeah, if 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 and I said this a while ago, I would love to see Jacob Fatu oh. come in because he's a free agent right now. I'd love to see him be a part of that. And Jacob Fatu with Solo Sokoa, fucking brutal. Just fucking brutal. And I don't know how anybody could ever ever take them out seriously. And I could see – I could even see Jacob Fatu maturing enough to be the one to whatever they're doing with Roman or uh, whatnot or continuing with Cody. I could absolutely see Jacob Fatu doing a program with Cody Rhodes or something like that to avenge Roman. Like he's – He's one to watch. I've been slowly creeping up on him on some of his MLW stuff, and he's he's good. When he was in Contra Unit, that that whole thing that they had down there, it was it was good. It was good stuff. So, a man of his size doing the aerials that he can do, unreal, fucking insane. It's just, it's mm-hmm. it defies the laws of physics. Oh, he has a beautiful moonsault. It, it's it's gorgeous, and he's like hop hop. And I, unreal yeah. again for yeah. his size. So it's crazy too. It was like when when Brock that footage that early early footage that where Brock could like flawlessly do a shooting star press, and you're like, this isn't normal like at all. <laughs> this this <laughs> yeah. defies everything that I've ever loved about wrestling. Um, <laughs> well, Mike, uh, you mentioned MLW. Uh, you want to touch on their TV deal a little bit? Yeah. Um, so this kind of uh, didn't see this coming because um, I don't I mean, think anybody just, really did, by the way. I was going to say, I don't think anybody sees anything coming with MLW. They've been this strange sleeper. Um, I, I almost indie semi pro like I, it's so weird what to call them because they seem to slip because they had a TV deal where they were doing something. And then obviously the pandemic happened. And I, I believe it's starting back up again um, or this is it was transitioning into this, which is they were um, they're going to be on the Reels Network. R E E L Z Reels. Yes, folks. Um, and essentially this is a it sounds like this is more of a uh, dish type network. I've never heard of this network. It's an independent network. Uh, they show some strange programming. Um, cops reloaded cops, mobsters. Gangsters, Dude, America's Most Wanted. I think we that that program <laughs> is fucking awesome. To be honest, it, yeah. So it's just it's one of those, and I think MLW's like someone that's got a little bit of cred. Sure, yeah, and why not? Because I think MLW is is starting to put on some some decent shows. Their Battle Riot has definitely caught my eye a couple times. Yeah, it gets a little goofy with like you can tell it's a little underproduced and and you know whatnot. But like there's some surprises show up and it's. It, it gets kind of fun and they i would say um if we were doing this podcast uh, i want to say like a year ago maybe the alexander hammerstone and jacob fatu build up was actually really good it was really good oh, yeah. um they they pulled it off really really well where it's this kind of white hot rock and roll baby face up against the country unit and jacob fatu and can he do it and i, th- I think it was almost like a year build and Hammerstone one and Jacob Fatu is great. And he he's I think he's actually their number one contender now, but you know, took his step back and and you know, did whatever it was he did. Um, but I think even Jacob, I think both of them, Fatu and Hammerstone, are are both like the longest reigning, I think, MLW heavyweight champions. But um, anyway, but like MJF was at MLW, um, and Court Bauer has gone on record saying he backed uh mjf in the with the you know you need to pay me more and like he recognized that mjf was a big talent i can't even uh, davy richards is there right now but i know he's come through um golly i there's so many people that have come through because mlw has kind of had some weird iterations and they've been there and then they've come back and then they've it, it it's strange like i remember i don't know if you remember this jim but they were it was uh steve carino was there for a little bit uh kojima Sotisha. oh god i always mess up his name so, so, uh, Kojima, uh, is he was there. He, no, he was their champ for a really long time. I think Dusty was involved with them for a little bit. So it's been, they've had a really weird history. So I'm happy that they're, it, if they can, it's gotta, it, it reminds me kind of, um, 
I don't want to say early ECW, but right around the time I found ECW when I would like, I think we've talked about it on this podcast where, you know, the dish network where it was like, they were showing little snippets of ECW television and it was like, Oh my God, what is this? I like this. Like and MLW kind of has that vibe right now. So happy to see it. Um, you know, we'll keep an eye on it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know guys just, what do you think? I, do you hear about I mean, this I, under the radar? <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I actually have reels on my cable package. Um, <laughs> I, so it's right on. Sorry. I'm one of the few. Uh, I will be honest. I have never in my life turned that channel on, but I will. <laughs> Uh, I will certainly be DVRing. I like, I like ML. MLW is the little the little fed that could. Uh, yeah. I think Core Bauer is a great mind for the business, and I, I think he does a great job. Uh, I will say that the MLW heavyweight belt is my favorite belt of all time ever anywhere. Their heavyweight belt is fucking amazing. I know it, it's it's a shield. <laughs> and it looks so fucking cool and I love it. It does. Um yeah, I I I I wish the best for them. I don't expect reels to bring in a lot of viewers especially when most of their programming is true crime so uh it's going to be an interesting lead-in you know like after after live pd stick around for mlw followed by (laughs) judge mathis like what the how does that fit in i don't know but god bless uh look i get it you got to start somewhere they're getting they're getting a deal out of it. They're going to make some money off yeah. of this. That's awesome. I, I hope it draws more eyes to them. I hope they recognize that this should be a launching pad and not a finish line for them because yep. Reels is not going to be destination television for any. Nobody's calling their cable provider demanding that they add Reels to the package. It's just not going to fucking happen. Uh, so good for you them getting a TV deal. deal. Yeah. And hey, they got a TV deal before Ring of Honor. So what the fuck does I mean? That's that's mm-hmm. a bitter pill to swallow. Oh yeah. Uh, God bless them. I just I don't I don't know if it's really going to do that much for them. I I feel yeah. I mean I feel the same, Jim. Uh, but I also just love that the the whole you you don't have to go to WWE anymore to to end your career or to be a huge star anymore. And I, I just love that. I love that uh, MLW is taken off GCW, um, which I will argue, Mike is the early ECW. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> MLW to me is, is like ring of honor. Um, just solid, solid, great wrestling. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to do too much for him, but I do like that. It's giving them a spotlight any any independent uh you know small little independent uh promotion i will gladly support um and uh yeah so good good luck good luck to him so normally here at three sweetie bro we will give you a uh, a must watch match of the week. Um, however, with the passing of Jay Briscoe, I thought it was uh, fitting and only fair that we focus on some of our favorite Jay Briscoe matches um, of all time. Uh, I think it would be appropriate to just uh, list some of our favorite matches. And I'll, I'll start off first. Um, I am a massive Kevin Owens fan. Uh but back in the back in the day when he was in Ring of Honor, he was known as Kevin Steen. And one of the best matches I've ever seen with Kevin Steen was when he uh, lost the title to Jay Briscoe. Um, that was also Jay Briscoe's first run as champion. And unfortunately, uh, Jay got hurt and had to relinquish the title. I thought the story was amazing. Uh, the wrestling's phenomenal. Uh, I... I what 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 else can be said about Jay Briscoe? His uh, uh, his finisher. What I can't remember what's called. What is it called? Jay Driller. Jay Driller. So the Jay Driller is one of the best finishers I've ever I've ever seen. I thought it was like to especially get somebody like Kevin Owens up like that too. Kevin Owens is a pretty big guy. Um, it's it's just just great, great storytelling. And that led into one of my other favorite matches with Jay Briscoe was with, uh, Adam Cole, uh, is when they were doing where Jay Briscoe had to relinquish the title. And then, um, we were talking about it on the last podcast when, uh, 
you know, Adam Cole was playing the, uh, the Bay Bay face as I like to call it. Um, and he turned on him and, and he went heel and he, and he attacked Jay Briscoe, which was, I thought it was amazing. Uh, um, but yeah, those uh, are two, two of my favorite single matches. And I'm sure we'll talk about uh, tag team in a minute, but I'll, I'll throw it to you guys. Uh, let's go with the uh, Jim, Jim, what, what are some of your favorite Jay Briscoe matches, man? Oh, I, I, I know Jay was a singles champ. Uh, I know he had his runs, but to me, he will always embody tag team wrestling. And so I, I have tagged tag matches. Um, my favorite Jay Briscoe match is uh, from 2019. And it was in the city of brotherly love. It was Philadelphia and it was the city of brotherly love. So you had the Briscoes against Roosh and Dragon Lee brothers versus brothers. And it ended up being just a fucking banger of a match. It is, there's no pause. There's no rest holds. There's no slowdown. Uh, Mark Briscoe gets one of, one of the nastiest fucking cuts bleeding the hard way uh, in that match. I thought it was just, it was so fucking good. And I love it because it was when Roosh and Dragon Lee were starting out in America. Uh, they were really still pretty unknown in the U.S. at the time. And Roosh and Dragon Lee got, got to go over on the Briscoes. And that was a big fucking deal. You know, the Briscoes were tag team wrestling for so many years. And the fact that they were able to put the shine on Roosh and Dragon Lee, and you look at those two guys now, and you, you look at where their careers have gone since, I think it says a lot about how giving Jay Briscoe was as a wrestler in that match uh, and and uh, during that whole stretch, honestly, uh, of his career. Uh, I just rewatched it again today because uh, you got to reminisce sometimes. And oh, yeah. it, it still holds up. You know, it still really holds up. And uh, like I said, Jay was known as a brawler, but guy had skills at selling he really was a good seller and he was a phenomenal talker really good brawling style but very crisp and clean technically as well so i i think that match shows all the facets of jay briscoe and what made him so uh, outstanding in the ring uh, and in in professional wrestling, yeah, but Tom, you you actually took my favorite. Um, I was turned on with uh, no your 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 second uh, was my favorite with Adam Cole, the lead in uh, after. It, it, it's it's not often you can sell a story for a year, and I implore you to watch the Adam Cole Jay Briscoe build up. Um, it was great, and and I that I was introduced, and this is. I was introduced to Jay a little bit later. So I, I had to do, you know, my due diligence and go back. So I, I had to catch up because I believe right around this time, I believe when he was doing the whole Adam Cole thing, I had just gotten out of the military. And so kind of was out of the scene for a little bit um, and, and was introduced to it, to Jim's credit, more of the tag team. When I, they, they started hearing about them boys and I'm like, who are these just nut jobs cutting these bananas ass promos? And I'm like, these guys are great, you know, and that was my introduction. So I went back, but that I, I followed that as best I could through YouTube clips and story, uh, you know, from various aspects, but, um, that was probably one of my favorites. And, you know, the guy comes out to give him the new belt. Adam Cole turns heel, super kicks him in the face and beats him up. And then Jay just comes, you know, charging back. And I think he had, I thought it was the entrance. I think it was when he comes out with like the gas mask on his head and he just looks like deranged, ready to go for Adam Cole. And it was just, he, to Jim's credit, he, he was a great technical wrestler, but man, could he, he, could he work? Could he tell a story and his promos? I would be like, Oh my God, this man is terrifying. I never want to run into him. He looks frightening and he could destroy me and maybe probably will kill me with his brother, you know, lurking in the background, eating peanut butter. Um, <laughs> his brother's always eating something. It's hysterical. I love it. <laughs> and loves yogurt, big fan he, of yogurt. He's, Oh my God, they're great. But, um, yeah. And then, but just to learn how sweet of a man he is, it's just, it's, I love that. Like it just, I, and why I love wrestling and how good, again, how good at his job he was, was to, to draw people. And man, 
every time I heard Jay Briscoe or the Briscoes, you knew you were going to turn into something special. So I mean, really, to me, the crowning jewel of um, Jay Briscoe's career was the Adam Cole run. I, I just beautiful storytelling, beautiful start, beautiful finish. And I, there are several more. I was just going to say I, the, my, my runner up and I, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to steal it from you, Mike, because I thought it might have been yours. But how how poetic that his last pay-per-view match was one of the best matches of the last decade. And that yeah. was the double dog collar match oh, against yes. FTR. Um, I, I mean, fuck. <laughs> it's I the was, match where they, they win back the titles. They go all out in that match. And it was one of the best matches of the year, one of the best matches of the last decade. And that was his last pay-per-view. You know, that yeah. was, yeah. Jesus, that was a month ago. You know, well, and I, it, that was my runner up was not just the double dog collar match, but just the, the trios matches that they had with FTR and they could have had seven more, you know, and God willing, I know they would have done it. And it's, but that I, I rewatched the last minute. I, I will, we'll call it the last minute of that match. And I was getting choked up because it was, and I think all three of us can relate to it because it's here's Mark Briscoe holding desperately on to Cash Wheeler, stopping him to getting from his brother. He's like, my brother's got this right. Yeah. And your bro- my brother is here and we're all good, good friends. Here's Cash Wheeler desperately trying to get to his best friend. We're all very good friends. And I mean, one minute, that was one minute of storytelling and Jay squeezing for his life. Like that was one minute of storytelling like and i goosebumps you know and it was just again it just like what a talent and it just it reminded me of you guys and it reminded me of why we love this and it just it really sucks that we lost a good a good professional wrestler and it just i and yeah it it, it's hard to pick some of these man it really is so that was a tough one because i wanted to pick that one jim because that minute i saw that minute and i just it it yeah unreal some some other matches that I wanted to mention real quick. Um, Briscoe's versus Gorilla of Destiny. Um, yes, was oh. by that was another brother versus brother, uh, which I think was yeah. incredible. Um, the promos leading up to it were just phenomenal. But that was the match that <laughs> Enzo and Cass showed up, and nobody <laughs> knew about it, which was great yeah. because again, this is just how good of a character worker Jay was, but I know a lot, like both Tamatanga and Jay Briscoe were like legitimately pissed off because they were like ring of honor was like, Oh, you brought these guys in. You didn't tell us. It's really funny because like, uh, Tamatanga and, um, Enzo were like war of words on mm-hmm. Twitter. And then you would see Jay Briscoe chime in and you could just tell Enzo was like, I don't, I don't want any of this for real. And I even think big Cass was like, Hey man, you're biting off more. You can chew like, just deal with like Tamatanga. Don't deal with like both of these guys at once. Um, and then you got, uh, you know, Briscoe's versus killer elite squad, which was pretty good. Um, I mean, they were, they were just, uh, man, he was just such a great tag team wrestler. I mean, uh, you know, redefined, tag teams in general. I mean, in one of his last interviews, he was like, and this is a a testament of how just how good of a dude he was, Uh, you know, like somebody asked him if he wanted to face the Usos and he was like, he could have easily been like, I don't want anything to do with WWE. He was like, of course, of course I want to wrestle those guys. Like, it was just like, there's, there's many dream matches that we're never going to have now. and, And that's just such a bummer about it. And Man, if you were if you listen to our podcast, go and watch Jay Briscoe for hours. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Yeah, and I just I, I wanted to say, and like I agree with you, Jay. Uh, see, and that's he's a phenomenal tag wrestler. I and that's the thing is, it's I discovered him as a singles guy, and so like I saw one of the first matches I saw was his his when he fought his brother. It was after they lost, and I would say you want to watch a great match and just good storytelling. And just two brothers beating the shit out of each other. Uh, it was right after they, I think, first lost. They were, one of the times they lost the Ring of Honor Championship and they were blaming it on each other because they weren't tough enough. And they had these series of matches. And it was, it. it's, um, spoiler alert, it ended in like a double count out because they knocked each other out. And it was just like great storytelling. And yeah. if you know these two guys, it's like, that's great. But like a good, he was such a good singles wrestler. Again, with Adam Cole, um, watch his Jay Lethal run. 
was phenomenal. Oh, Him yeah. and Jay Lethal put on a great story. And it's just not taking anything away from him and his brother again phenomenal phenomenal tag team but do not sleep on his single career and it he he was great he was really really great and a lot of a lot of other single wrestlers have said he had a pretty significant impact on him so yeah check him out So getting back to a little normalcy, uh, Tom, uh, I hear you have a spotlighted wrestler uh, that you'd like to share with us. So uh, I'll turn the mic over to you, sir. Well, I don't. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, so Jeff, J-E double F. Hello. Hello. Fucker. <laughs> Jim's blocked our numbers, Mike. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> so I had I had three wrestlers to choose from. One I shall remain nameless because I feel that he is he he belongs to Jim. So I won't I won't, I won't okay. go there. The second wrestler was full disclosure <laughs> because if you notice a trend in our spotlighted wrestlers. Uh, I feel like Jim's the historian. He does some of the, the historical wrestlers. Mike's the technician guy. He's kind of the new and upcoming, you know, he's, he, he does a lot of the younger guys and, and, and women wrestlers. Um, I'm the weirdo of the group. I love just like the dirt bags of professional wrestling. Um, however, in the spirit of Jay Briscoe, I decided to go uh, a different route, but I was, <laughs> I really wanted to do Ox Baker. <laughs> Just just to fuck with us, really. That's the only reason you do Ox Baker. Exactly. He's he's pretty, after looking into him, he's pretty, pretty odd, like lame, to be honest. Yes. Yes. Um, So let's, uh, with, with, with that, that being said, and in the spirit of Jay Briscoe, I decided to do somebody who um, I feel has, uh, He's been a, a professional wrestler for a very, very long time. Um, he is a renowned independent wrestling superstar. Uh, here's some of his championships and uh, accomplishments, if you will. Uh, he has a, and I hope I'm saying this right, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, because you will, uh, a plethora of championships. So far, he is European wrestling, uh, excuse me, European Intercontinental Championship one time. He is an extreme ring action champion, 2015. Far North Wrestling Cruiserweight Championship one time. He, let's see here. Let's go down. Mondo Lucha Tag Team Champion. He, NWA Upstate Tag Team Championship. New Era Pro Wrestling Cruiserweight Championship one time Tag Team Champion. Guys, do you have any idea who I'm talking about? No. Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my spotlight's over. Fuck yeah. Nailed it. Is it Joey Abs? <laughs> Pete Gas. Yeah. I got it. Joey Any other Pete. member of the Mean Street Posse? It's, yeah, it's Joey it, that guy. It is Joey Abs. No, uh, it is the one, the only, Matt, uh, M-Dog 20, Son of Havoc, Spartan oh. 3000, Mr. Matt Cross himself. I just, it's hard for me to hear M Dog 20 and not think just disgusting malt liquor. Oh, so I'm yeah. glad you gave the other names to f- cleanse my palate. Uh, and realize we're talking about yeah. uh, a wrestling can of malt liquor. Thank you. So I, I, I'm going to bounce around a little bit here. Uh, first and foremost, he is. Uh, well known uh, in the in the in the punk rock scene, he does have a, a punk rock band. Um, I'll have to. I, I feel bad. I don't know the name of it. He just started it. Um, he is uh, good friends with CM Punk and Cole Cabana. Uh, he he lives a, a straight edge lifestyle. So he debuted in 1999. Uh, he was a huge fan of Extreme Championship Wrestling, aka ECW. Uh, however, he, he, he was, uh, he was kind of found. Um, so actually uh, let me backtrack. He was, he's like, a 
when he was younger, he was training to be a gymnast. So he focused a lot of like, uh, his time and effort into being a gymnastic in, in gymnastics. Um, and he actually had no real, like he didn't really want to get into professional wrestling. However, he ended up, um, somewhere along the lines in Cleveland, he ended up wrestling in a backyard, uh, this backyard wrestling promotion. Um, and he was just kind of like just super into it and really wanted to do it. Um, after that, he, um, I believe he is in the, he, his like first claim to fame is he was in (laughs) an ICP wrestling video game, the backyard wrestling game. Do you guys remember that? I yep. do. Oh, I wish I didn't, but I do. Yeah. yeah. God, how <laughs> yeah, awful. I, I wish there's, there's things that I wish I could, uh, you know, black out of my brain. Um, <laughs> he shows up in uh, 2002 to 2004 CZW. Um, and, and by the way, he travels like a maniac. The dude is all over the place. Um, he's wrestled for Chikara. Uh, uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he he wrestled. He had a brief stint with Wrestling Society X. Uh, that huh. was the MTV promotion. Uh, I believe he's also wrestled in Dragon Gate. Um, again, I know I'm I'm kind of going over things a little quickly. Uh, for, <laughs> foreign Exclusion with 2005 to 2008. Have no idea what that is. Uh, looks like it's an uh, Ireland based wrestling. Uh, and so in 2010 to 2011, he finds himself in, which is maybe if you're not familiar with Matt Cross, um, this is might this might be where you've seen him. He was in WWE's tough enough, um, which was a really, it was very, it was a weird segment because CM Punk runs into him and he's like, Whoa, Hey, blah, 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 and they're like talking. And one of the guys is like, how do you know him? And he's like, Oh dude, I've, I've been friends with him for like years. Um, so he's in, he, he is in WWE tough enough. I believe he was eliminated like the second round, which is, um, a lot of people, including Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, said was like really baffling that, uh, Matt Cross had literally all the tools in, in the wheelhouse and they were just like, mm, no, thanks. And they, they booted him off like second or third week, I believe. That's insane. When you have someone already as someone at like Stone Cold going, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Like it kind of speaks volumes about. Apparently, um, there, the, uh, Stone Cold like keeps in contact with him and like checks up on him a lot. Uh, which no way. Is- kind of amazing to be honest i think that's Uh, kind of funny (laughs) yeah it's it's super weird after wwe he he again hits the indie scene um wrestles for pro wrestling noah as uh, under the mask as raptor at one point he is influenced heavily by the uh the movie 300 and he starts wrestling as spartan 3000 bc um and then (laughs) we are in uh 2014 through 2019, which I think is one of my favorites of his career in Lucha Underground, wrestling as Son of Havoc, where he has uh, a uh, he's a masked wrestler, but with this insane beard. He's got this massively huge beard. Um, he one of his most notable feuds was with uh, Killshot, which we all know as guys. Swerve, swerve, uh, versus mask versus mask, which is where he lost his mask. Um, and Mikey, you're, 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 uh, what was his name? He wrestled under Dante Fox. What's his name? Oh, uh, AR Fox. AR Fox. So, yeah, he was a trios champion with AR Fox as well. Um, apparently he's still in the NWA, which is kind of surprising. Uh, the last he he showed up was uh, the National uh, Wrestling Alliance pay per view, the Hard Times pay per view. Um, so yeah, I know this is kind of brief, uh, kind of last minute, but like I said, in the spirit of Jay Briscoe, I wanted to put a spotlight on a guy who certainly deserves it, and uh, I, I was hoping we could <clears throat> talk a little bit about his career and what you guys think about Matt Cross. Um, the dude, like I said, he is an insane like insanely world traveler. He's been, I believe he said, uh, 
because I follow him on Instagram. I believe he said that uh, he's been to all states except for like maybe six. Um, so he's he's all over the place. I love Matt Cross. I think he he he's completely underrated, um, underlooked. Uh, he's got a phenomenal shooting star press. Uh, I'll turn it over to you guys. I know, like I said, I apologize this being kind of last minute. I was, <laughs> I have more, more to say about Ox Baker than I do Matt Cross. So uh, <laughs> I, I switched it up last minute. So guys, what do you guys think about Matt Cross? He's amazing. He is. And I think the, the thing that I love about him the most is that he, it, he, he truly embodies the independent spirit of, of professional wrestling. And he, he gets it that it's it's a show. Um, it's he's he's talked a lot about um, that. It's the uh, what are they? It's over in England. It's I don't I can't remember if they call it the circuits or it's the it's 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 like a, a traveling wrestling show essentially over there. And that's he's always said that like he, this is my this is my life. This is what I do. And it's very punk rockish, which is what he likes is he's just like, eh, I'm going to just go with the flow. And my business is if I wrestle, I wrestle is I, I think he does other things on the side as well. Right. Well, I know, like you said, he, I think he's got a band. Mm-hmm. He's very involved in the punk rock, like very, very involved in the punk rock scene. Um, but I know he's got other ventures other than his band, I think, or something like that. But the guy's just he's like a nomad. He's just that's what he does. And he just happens to be a really fucking good professional wrestler. And it's I've never seen him live. Um, I do remember when he showed up on Tough Enough and I was like, oh, hey, it's Matt Cross and yeah. was like, oh, this guy's going to win it. And when he was eliminated, like the next day, I, would, I think it was like really, really high or whatever. I don't know. He was eliminated very early. Um, and v- again, very shocking. It was kind of like that doesn't make any sense. And he just again was like, all right, and just went back to the independence and um, him and Colt are, I think they actually, the wrestling road diaries, he's involved in that yeah, as well. Yeah. And it, it's, that's his, it's, that's his life. So yeah, no, his, his son of havoc was fun. Um, the, I, I don't know if you knew he, he was using a voice modulator too, which is really <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, you've ever heard Matt Ross talk. He doesn't, he does not talk like son of havoc. It's, it was so funny and you could just tell he was having a good time and it was a good steady thing for him. Um, and he was good and it was great. Uh, so yeah. So I don't know, Jim, what, what, what about you? Yeah. I, my prime primary exposure to Matt Cross has been from Lucha underground as son of havoc. Um, admittedly, I haven't seen a lot of his work outside of Lucha, but was always impressed with his work as son of havoc. Um, the one thing I do know about him that I think is, is, uh, uh, good to know and 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 touches my heart uh in a very sincere way is that he has a degree in communication uh which only the best and the brightest get uh you have to be a real phenomenal human being to get a degree in communication so congratulations matt cross <laughs> you joined good company uh but now yeah like i said i i i i always enjoyed son of havoc i always thought he was great uh, I, I need to watch more of his stuff, admittedly, uh, from the rest of the indies and the rest of the work that he's done. But I do remember his run on Tough Enough as well. And I remember he was like Mike was just saying, one of those, wait, what? How the fuck did that guy get cut? Kind of like when 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 Daniel Bryan got cut. It was similar yeah. to that of like, wait, huh? <laughs> How do you cut that guy? Um, so, yeah, I, I – uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta watch more Matt Cross this week. Now I have homework to do. Thanks, yeah. Tom. I didn't have enough going on. Right. Now I have to watch. Well, I have homework. <laughs> I, I think Mike, Mike, I think you you put it very uh, the best. Honestly, is that he is a nomad. He's even said he's just like I love being able to get up and go. Uh, he he talked about I believe on uh, one of Colt Cabana's uh, shows. I know we're all huge Misfit fans here. Um, he was talking about how like he was like, yeah, he's like, I've got a show in Boston. And then how lucky uh, is it that I can pack up and literally from Boston go to Las Vegas to go see, you know, the Misfits. And he's like, I, he's just basically like, I love my life. And I, I think that um, I think one of the, the best qualities about him is that he's like, I, I just love professional wrestling. He's like, whether it's in front of, 
you know, 50,000 people or 500 people or 10 people. He's like, I will always make a show. I will always like go above and beyond. Um, I, yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you some feuds, uh, that, that he's a part of, but I know that he's, he's just a workhorse. I mean, he's one of those guys, which is like, I've always just been like, how is he not in AEW? How is he not in impact? How is he not in WWE? How is he not in these, uh, you know, these, uh, mainstays for, for professional wrestling. And I think that's just, his, that's just who he is. He's like, Nope, I like to be able to get up and go. And he's yeah. like, when I, when I retire, that'll be it. Um, and I know he's, I think he, I, you know, I can't speak for the man cause I don't know him, but like, I do think his clocks are winding down. I think he's, he's pursuing music more. Um, so I, I think we'll see him less and less, but, uh, highly recommend for our, our, our audience to check out Matt Cross. You will not be disappointed. He is, amazing to watch he is a um i don't know if it's him but i i remember somebody um he's my he's my favorite professional wrestler's favorite wrestler like that's that's the kind of guy he is and i know i i don't know who coined that phrase but um i, I know it was on a shirt somewhere but that, that came to mind when i was thinking about matt cross google him or youtube him just matt cross m dog 2020 lucha underground just and you will find that rabbit hole because he he literally goes everywhere and it's just he again to your point tom i can't i can't think of a a particular feud or you know other than maybe his son of havoc stuff and yeah it's just but he he like you said he's a nomad and i think with with tough enough i think he tried it and it didn't i truly think he was like okay i'm gonna give it a shot maybe i'll 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 sow some oats and you know do whatever and so yeah, that was my spotlighted wrestler of the week. Go check out Matt Cross. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, I believe it's I think it's M Dog something or it's Matt Cross. Uh, either way, just Instagram Matt Cross. Follow him. You will not be disappointed. He is just super fun to watch. So that is my spotlighted wrestler of the week. I am sorry it was so short and I had to make some changes along the way. But again, if we're gonna remember uh, guys like Jay Briscoe, we got to talk about the you know the independent superstars like you know. Matt Cross and uh, uh, AR Fox, guys like that, guys who have been grinding away at it for a very long time and, and deserve to be recognized. And I promise I'll come back with another silly wrestler, but uh, I just wanted to, to do something different. That'll wrap it up for this episode, but come back next time for more news, analysis, and of course, Spotlighted Wrestler of the Week. Big thanks for giving us a listen and a super thanks for subscribing to this podcast so you can have our dulcet tones delivered right to you each week. Feel free to leave us some feedback on your podcast delivery platform of choice. On behalf of Mike and Tom, I am Jim and we are out. Out.